It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in episode number one of Jobbing Out, as in uh, Aaron and I had a little, little pre-show meeting, and I told him I literally remembered all of one thing that had occurred between Raw and SmackDown this week. <laughs> I said, and it's it's on me because I made the mistake. I, I watched SmackDown on Friday night, which I like I almost never do, but you know now that like. We know a guy on SmackDown. I'm a bit more inclined to watch. It's just sort of the nature of the business. And um, the problem is when we don't tape the show until the following Thursday, there is zero chance, zero chance that I'm going to remember anything that occurred on SmackDown from the week before. Well, you remember one thing that occurred on SmackDown, uh, right? Yeah, sure. I remember one thing. I get, no, I mean, no, but I now that now that you say that, at the moment, I didn't. Like, I'm just telling you, that's not. it's not about it being – like, that's not a shot at SmackDown – it's a reality of like my life and and the world that like I just the idea that I'm going to remember anything six days later. I, I ask me anything that I did last Friday night at all. I don't remember anything from Friday the following Thursday. It's the reality of the world. But WWE is right. We do have short term memories. We do. And we can't very be much. to remember something from a month ago. No question about it. All right, uh, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Uh, no AJ this week, but we're hoping uh, next week because if you didn't notice. Uh, uh, they have announced the Francis Sports Academy will once again be hosting their uh, food drive with the University of Maryland, and we need you guys to get out to College Park next weekend to help us collect uh, canned foods and non-perishable food items to take care of Sarah's house right there. It's a uh, children's homeless shelter uh, right in Fort Meade. Uh, I've been there a couple of times as I've been doing this. We've been doing this with AJ over the years. It's an incredible place. It's doing incredible work. And um, particularly given the where it is right there with Fort Meade, it's military families sometimes that we're talking about. So um, really need you guys to get out next weekend. Any of the games that are going on Friday night, I will be there for sure for the uh, men's basketball game against Hofstra, next Saturday the football game against Michigan, and next Sunday the women's basketball game against Baylor, which is a really big game. So a lot of opportunities for you to get out. Bring your canned goods. Bring your non-perishables. I do the same bit every year. And I please, th- this is it, you. do you have any idea how many ramen noodles you can get for such a small amount of money when you go to the grocery store? Like, you've been in college before. You know what this is like. Go over buy a hundred bucks worth it's going to be an insane amount of food and you can donate that all to sarah's house uh, as part of the francis sports academy collection next weekend next friday saturday sunday so please get to college park uh help us out and i will see you guys for sure on friday night at the basketball game uh, to support what uh, aj and his dad have built the francis sports academy in the fifth annual canned food drive i guess sadly aaron this is the first one that you're going to have missed because like a jerk, you ran away to the other side of the country, and I heard it was pr- it was specifically because you didn't want to help AJ any longer. Dude, the, those especially for the football games, standing out there because it was always late November. Oh, cold, it was no cold. Doubt. Like no I definitely well, I, had a. If I remember correctly, like the it. first year that we did the basketball game, they were like, "You can do it outside," and I said, 
can we talk about this for year two? <laughs> can we talk <laughs> about why it needs to be outside and maybe whether or not we could consider moving it indoors for basketball next year? And they obliged us, which I greatly appreciated. Um, but, yeah, that's next weekend, so please get out and support that, and hopefully AJ will be able to join us to talk more about that next week. All right, boys. Um, I, it's picks week, obviously, for uh, the AW pay-per-view. Do you want to start there, or do you want to start by covering whatever the, the few things that were significant uh, between Raw and SmackDown this week? Let's just go through that, since if we get off track, it'll be because of something I there. can't. <laughs> I, in fairness, I cannot go very long. I know we've been long the last couple of weeks. Obviously, last week was a disaster because there was news that popped up. I cannot go yeah. very long this week. Cannot do okay. it. So um, the big story, I guess, you know, after the conversation we had a week ago, they did not waste time, and we got a definitive answer with Kevin Owens. So at least they cleaned that part of it up. As I said before, I wish they would have dragged that out a little bit longer and 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 teased it for a bit, but at least we got a definitive answer. Kevin Owens did turn heel, so it doesn't mess with Big E in any way. It doesn't, you know, the thing that we talked about last week, Aaron, where, like, was Big E just paranoid? Brandon, to your point, they addressed all of the stuff from the past related to Kevin Owens. Again, I, I think I think that doing it all in two weeks is a bit much, but at least they did it. It's better than leaving it in limbo. I think they they helped support Big E by having other people also be skeptical. Like, I think that if you had not done the Rey Mysterio thing, if you had not done who was the other person, or truth if you had not had all these other people sort of contributing to it, one could make an argument that Biggie being a dick is what pushed him over the edge or whatever. Right. And you can still kind of make that argument, but I think it helped that Ray Mysterio was kind of like, yeah, like you, I don't trust I, you either. I, it helped yeah. That, that, I was going to say, that would be my only critique of it is I still think overall it's probably a bad idea to have Biggie strike first, but yes, I think that all that did help. Um, I, it's a, it's all of it's a little bit weird to me, right? Like, honestly, I still don't know that I lo- I still I don't I don't know why Kevin Ho- Kevin Owens is a heel again, unless this is we know Kevin Owens is leaving, so we want to have him leave doing a job to a top face, and I- well, we need main event people for Big E to beat. That's part of it too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. but there are other main event people, you know? But what who? I mean? like, I mean anyone. Like it's. I you're, mean you're, that, that, that is. You're a, you're you're, is you're, you're saying that Big e, Biggie's only been champion for a few. It's not like Biggie has run through everyone. No, that's my point. But, no, but, his, but I mean, his point is all the heel. A lot of the heels are on SmackDown, and they're not main eventers. You know what I mean? Like so, like Kevin Owens is a main eventer. We've already said in the past, break open glass, Kevin Owens, right? But you know you can't really do orton or riddle or aj or any of those guys because they're kind of doing their own thing right now you kind of can't do bobby lashley because that's tired you've already done it um i don't know where else you go i mean this felt like a pretty solid uh i mean seth rollins is the other answer right and he's the other person involved in this so I don't know. Seth Rollins is the answer, of course, which we knew two weeks ago. And we said two weeks ago that Seth Rollins was the answer. And that, to me, is what makes this so bloody confusing. Like, the, I I, I don't... Like, is it something weird where, like, they wanted to tell the story so that Kevin Owens accidentally helped Seth Rollins win the, the title? Is that where this no, is going? I, I, my my guess is they're they're holding off that Seth rollins match they're holding it off for whether it's the new year's show whether it's even royal rumble they're holding that off and they want something but they they want that match in the middle 
Because the weird part of this is Kevin Owens should be pretty pissed at him, too, right? Seth Rollins? Yes. Unless they were working together, right? Like, unless. Well, but but the he but that was a lie. Well, you say that unless it's true, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> like... Right. But I mean, but I think the way that that played. So to me, the way that this is playing is that Seth Rollins manipulated the situation, and that Kevin Owens didn't. And, and this. And by the way, I did want to men- mention that there is a slight chance that this isn't really a heel turn. There is. And it's dumb. I yeah, know, it's, and it's, I know that's it's the pro- it's a big so problem. Much worse. It's I, not a I good can't. Thing. I can't a, believe you on, end that show. Wait, you can't hold end on. that show that way if it's not a heel turn. You can't because he obviously was triggered, and that's the that's the part of this story that like I think a lot of people aren't paying attention to is like they did tell a story where this person was triggered into doing this, and not that he was like hiding behind something to attack him. It was like he lost a match perceived. He perceives he lost a match because Big E stood in front of him. And then that was the the straw that broke the camel's back of all the stuff that happened all night and last week. So there is a chance, because of Seth Rollins still being involved, that this isn't actually a heel turn. I mean, in that it's some it, kind of weird a, other thing. That's a horrendous And that's a way. problem. And, yeah. it, and it's why it was bad to have Biggie attack. Like, Biggie, if this really what should have happened is Biggie didn't attack, but he, re, you know, he was mad at Kevin Owens, but yes. he didn't attack. That's what should have happened last I came week. into this week almost coming back to agree with both of you from last week, which is that I'm not so convinced that this was – everyone's so convinced that this is a heel turn, but just someone attacking someone in of itself is not a heel turn, it, the, especially the, the, the if image, you attach all this other context The image of the way they made Kevin Owens look at the end of the show and that being the way that you go off the air, that's the stuff that you do when you're announcing it's a turn. Like, that's that's what you do in those moments. They, they, so is now, this just them trying to make it a him justifying his turn kind of thing? Oh, I think yes. it's – yes, I think it's like a it. it's not a chicken s heel that they're turning him into it's a different type of turn that it is but it he's their positioning is being different from seth rollins but again th- this is the problem that i have with all of this. this is all so unnecessary like this is not necessary and to your point that like could they have waited until or are they trying to wait till the new year's show in order to do the rollins match i guess but like why did they need if that's what they want if they come out of this wanting that match why did they need to do any of this in between? It's not to set up some other pay-per-view. It would be for some random match on a Raw. Well, they already did the match on Raw last week. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense other than somewhere in their mind, even though they've never cared about it before, when they probably should care about it, they're saying to themselves, we can't go two and a half months without a major title match. Like we just can't do that. We need to well, make I mean, I, you know the I, December the December tenth show or whatever. We're right. gonna make that a Super SmackDown and or a Super Raw, and and that's with the. Well, title I've match. said before. I think they should, and I said before. I thought they should have the title change on a Raw. Like I, you know, I I I think they've got to gimmick up Monday nights as much as they possibly can in order to get people to be interested when they're up against football. Like I I absolutely think they should be doing this type of stuff, specifically when they've got a brand split and you know. Ha- it's one thing in the in the when they really were putting everybody on both shows and like you could watch on Friday night like there are performers that are only performing on Monday nights and you can't just punt every Monday night. So I'm in favor of that, but like they already did the this match, they already did it. So if we all know that the reason why they're not doing just a straight Seth Rollins match is because they're waiting to January 1st, 
then is another match with Kevin Owens even a big championship match, or do we just know it's a placeholder until they inevitably get to Seth Rollins? I mean, it's a fair point. It's a placeholder, but, you know, pretty... Yes, I think it can be a big title match while we, even if we know the result. I, mean, I, I think those two things can be true. I mean, maybe... Maybe I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't like the, come the, off that the way. Enti- pretty much the entirety of Roman's run so far has been title matches that we pretty much know the result of. But you know they can position it as a big title match, anyways. Um, some of them, yes. But I think we've called that out in certain cases, right? Like, and others, we've we've given ourselves just like we sat there with Brock. Like, it could it could could they could could we be crazy? Could they pull sure, it? with Brock? Yes, you know, right? But, but the, even the vast majority of them with been. with Cena with Brock. Um, I yeah, think Brock and Mania are the only ones that, at least to me, were reasonable. But for what didn't, we, didn't we talk about Edge for a minute? Like, didn't we? Maybe someone. I never thought Edge. I mean, we definitely talked. Oh no, we one hundred we one hundred percent had the no, they shouldn't do it, but this is WWE, so you just never know. Conversation like the triple threat right. part of it uh, was right. the part. That's why I said at Mania, yes, right, uh, yeah, Mania. SummerSlam, though I never really believed SummerSlam, and Lesnar and Mania were the two spots for me. Well, okay, but we're also we we are we give this as being a very unique situation. We don't think Big E is unbeatable. We think a lot of people could beat Big E. We're not convinced that Big E is slated to have a six month run as champion. Comparing it to Roman Reigns is insane. Like we we identify my, my, Roman my Reigns. My simple point is, I think you can position this as a big title match if you do it properly. Whether or not we believe. It'll, they'll win or not. You can position it as a big title match. I mean, I, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I struggle with that. It, it just, I can't. It all reeks of being so unnecessary to me. It just reeks of being utterly unnecessary. And um, it's not. I, I think the biggest problem for me is it's not making me want to tune in next week to see what's next. It's making me cringe at the thought of tuning in next week to see what's next. Um, because I see, I, see I, I disagree. I, I am interested. I, I'm very intrigued by all of this. I'd be intrigued, be intrigued by a Big E Seth Rollins program. I mean, I would. I, I this is not, it's just not, it's not doing it for me. Nothing about this is doing it. Again, it's better than it could be because I think that they define it. But to you guys' point, like they didn't even really define it, define it. They just, I think that they defined it. So in that way, I'm like, man, eh, it's slightly better, but it's not. It, it feels so forced and unnecessary. I'm not, I was, at no world was I looking for a Kevin Owens turn. Like, that did not interest me right now in any way. This goes back to, who are we talking about this with where you're just turning somebody too frequently and it ends up taking the sting of it away? Sasha. Yeah, it's a Sasha thing at this point. I, I don't, I'm not, I was not waiting for Kevin Owens to turn heel. And maybe part of this is reading into it, like the we don't know what's happening with Kevin Owens moving forward. If I thought this was a moment to turn Kevin Owens heel for like a big year-long Roman Reigns type of thing, then maybe I'd be more intrigued by it. But it comes off more as the big show. Yeah, we're here, here, do this right now. It's not interesting. It's just, it, it does not compel me in any way. The only I'm, reason it's compelling to me is that it gives Kevin Owens something to do for the next three months. And when I was kind of staring at the roster and honestly, there wasn't really a place for him going forward. And I was just going to I was worried that they were just going to kind of use him, do a few KO shows, maybe do a small feud here. You know, you use him to get beat up by Lashley or something. That's the one person who's not really doing much right now, as far as that would have made sense otherwise. And, and like, I'd rather see this for Kevin than that. So if I'm if I'm kind of just saying these are my two options, 
But you're like, it's messy. It's very, very messy is the problem. I'm not sure if I, I necessarily fully agree with you that it's not compelling to an extent, but it, it is very, very messy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's one thing to say we don't need this. It's another thing to say I'm not interested in what they're going to do next because I am because it's different. I mean, there there isn't really anything that they've done like this recently where you're kind of not sure where it's going. And in that sense, I'm interested to see where uh. it's going. But, you know, if Kevin Owens, you know, if someone's the ropes are going to explode on someone or whatever, and then we're never going to think <laughs> about it again. Those are the kind of things that are upsetting. Right. Because, like, it, it, the only I thing think, that's I think there's marketability here to make this interesting. And it's it's I don't think it's completely not interesting. I think it's interesting until it's not. Do You know what I mean? Like until they just flat out tell you this is to do a triple threat and then never speak of it ever again. Well, then it's like, well. There wasn't much to that, right? And that's that. I mean, I I don't know. It's, it's sort of what I think it is, man. So that's that's it's all very difficult to me. I, right. I guess, and if that's what it is, it's, I, I it guess sucks. I guess there would be two things involved with this. If um if I thought that if I thought there was doubt about Kevin Owens and whether he was you know actually sticking around, maybe I'd be more intrigued by this, right? But there and is like, doubt of whether he's sticking around. Well, I think overwhelmingly we're assuming he's not. I think like it's. I don't think there's a lot of doubt there. I think the overwhelming assumption is he's not sticking around. So if we start to see a report that like he's considering to resign, then then maybe this becomes more interesting to me, right? Like that in in fairness, in looking back on it, if I was as convinced that Daniel Bryan was leaving as I was, I wouldn't have been I mean, I know that I wasn't I wasn't that compelled by the triple threat, but like it's worse in hindsight that Daniel Bryan was just sort of a placeholder at that point, right? If, if everybody knew Daniel Bryan was on his way out, it's so much worse to everyone at that point. If this is just Kevin Owens doing something for the sake of doing it, Aaron, like, I, I, it doesn't do, it's not that much more to me than, it's it's using him just to use him, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm more okay with, with that than you are. I, I'd rather use someone for the sake of using someone than not use someone compelling for just because he's on his way out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I guess part of it is I just don't like the world where Kevin Owens is on his way out, right? Like, it's part of the problem that I have. With, <laughs> uh, it's part of the problem I have. And I hope I hope that's not the case. I hope um, that the, the, the initial sort of thought process about that, it was just all speculation. And we find out that Kevin Owens is quite happy and the WWE has big things in mind for him moving forward. I hope that's the case. I really do. Um, do I trust that? I don't. I don't know what else to say. I don't. It's the reality of it. Um, uh, you pointed out, what else? We learned We learned that Liv Morgan's the number one contender on Raw, so there's that. Uh, which, is, which is great when you had a chance to, you know, give her some wins and you didn't before then. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either, unfortunately. I really don't know what else to say here. The Selena whole... Vega has an English accent. Well, of course she does. She's she's yeah, a queen. She's now. queen. She has yeah, to that have makes, an English. That makes accent. all the sense in the world. She's the queen. I I guess this is where we have to tie it into the announcement of the Survivor Series team. Oh yeah, this this is an abomination. <laughs> yeah, but it's no. You know, it's so funny you say that, Brandon, because I I I sat here for a second. I thought to myself. The problem, of course, isn't this. This is not the problem. They announced the teams this way. The problem is Survivor Series, which is it, right. It's, which, it, at least they're acknowledging and, the and, afterthought and, that it is. Right? And that's the weird, like that's the weird <laughs> thought that I had for a second. And look, I, and I'm not. We have been having the Survivor Series conversation for 
what, six, six years, Aaron? How long have we been having the Survivor Series conversation? Pro- definitely at least since 2017 when, uh, or I guess 2016 when the brand split. Yeah. Because so, like, like in 2014 or 15, whatever, it was decent. You had the authority versus Cena and stuff. You know, there was there was stuff to yeah. re- to care about. So this would be the sixth Survivor Series pay-per-view since the first time we've had this conversation. So this isn't new. This isn't some new think tank to write about on the internet. This has been a problem for a very long time. Survivor Series is a problem. It's irrelevant, but yet they still want to pretend like it is in some way. So, Brandon, to what you just said, the argument to make here is... At least we're openly acknowledging how irrelevant it is, right? Like, at least we're not dedicating more programming to something that is completely and utterly irrelevant and pretending like it matters. Although it's still like the the Adam Pierce in in the buildup, and we, we can talk about them switching out. Adam Pierce doing the "I want to win," like <laughs> you're the hey, you're in charge of the this. other show too, guy. Yeah. Like. At least, at least they couldn't help themselves doing that. But like the alternative to just announcing the teams previously was like a month of television where people cared that they were on the team or cared that they were the right. The, and that's, and that's the, the captain of the, the team argument is we're getting way again. I, I'm pointing out it was such a silly thing, although I got to play the audio in a second. Um, we're pointing out how silly that part was. But yes, like we got we're getting way less of them forcing and pretending that this is something that matters or or something that we should be spending time with. And you could argue that's a good thing. Of course, the flip side to that argument would be, but they're not... Why not just make it matter? Right. Like, (laughs) you're still doing it. You're still doing the pay-per-view. You're just openly acknowledging how irrelevant the pay-per-view is. I'm so happy that we haven't had to hear the word brand supremacy at all. You realize that before Lashley got added, the entire Team Raw was on Team SmackDown before the draft, or was on SmackDown before the draft, right? I haven't, I haven't thought about that. Uh, no, like, I- like, it, <laughs> like eight be, before the switch, eight of the ten participants were on the opposite brand before the draft. So if they had tried to use brand supremacy, it would have been even more laughable than usual. Hang on, I can't, I can't make fun of everything that happened on Monday night because we did get these magical words. Yeah, yeah, the one time a year. I was, I was so happy that we got that from Adam Pierce. I was so, I had missed that. I admit, I thought they had given I thought that maybe I had ruined it for them unfortunately so I was really glad that they brought it back um I, I I really don't know what there is to say honestly because the answer to all of it is who cares and that's of course the problem the problem is who bloody cares who bloody cares that they switched out uh, Dominic Mysterio for Bobby Lashley on the Survivor Series team there is speculation that, that leads ultimately to the Dom uh, Ray split and what a dumb thing for uh, imagine a father son relationship <laughs> being broken up because of the dumbest pay-per-view of the year <laughs> like yeah. imagine that but i mean whatever oh I, no you can't compete for brand supremacy right? like imagine that being the thing they have set dominic mysterio <laughs> hey at least at least this week they finally put matches on the show 
I mean, it's ten days away, and yeah, I hear you. I man, <laughs> man, I I don't know what to say. I don't. Know I mean, what... they're 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 very clearly waving the white flag without actually waving the white flag. And I and I also understand that, like, unlike some years where they put the the thing in a stadium, like they they didn't have to worry as much about selling tickets this year uh, because they did it. Wait, in... did they ever put Survivor Series in a stadium? Didn't they do it in San San Antonio the one year? Didn't they? Uh, it was or was it Houston? Like the the Goldberg. Wasn't that the the uh, yeah, Goldberg Lesnar match? Was Wasn't the... that in someplace bigger? Oh, absolutely! I'm almost certain. I I can swear that one of them was in the Alamo. Uh, I, well, definitely the Royal Rumble was in the Alamo. Donut. I could have sworn that one of the other ones was in. Uh, I might be wrong about Toyota, that. Toyota, yeah, yeah it, it was in the like arena. Rockets. You're right. It was in the arena. It yep. wasn't in the stadium. I thought it was in the stadium. I was just saying. I don't think no, they've they, ever. So yeah. what, what it was though? I, I think around the Houston one, they did sell like. Oh, they travel, travel packages. packages. That's what it was. They, Thank they you, It's it exactly what they did. They did. They started making Survivor Series a travel package where they also did Raw and they did SmackDown. So they were purposely and, trying and take over and War think, Games, right, 19 and right. 18, Yeah, they were purposely trying to go all in and creating it as this mega event that it absolutely was not. And again, like the the the, the silly part about all of this is, as we pointed out a million times. And it just, I don't even want to do this show anymore. There are so many easy ways to at least pretend like this matters. Like I've said a billion times, putting the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble uh, at stakes at least gives some reason for these people to want to care. It's hilarious that they're referencing the fact that Raw swept all the matches last year because what did that mean in any yeah. way? By, by the way, how much more relevant and fun would it make many aspects of survivor series if they just went back to doing the heel versus we base talked, we talked yeah. about teams that. like well yeah. hold on but add to it if if you survived you get to be in a battle royal at the end for like a title match or something like I mean, that, that gets a because bit then wonky. you can have teammates turning on each other and everything you, know, you can do all kinds of stuff you know like i i just don't I don't know why we're just doing the show to do the show. Well, that that what you're what, all these other ideas these are are too much for them, I, and I think that's what we have to acknowledge. It's too much. It when they when they when they say why oh, hey, is it too much though? Um, well, I think it's too much for any wrestling company to say, hey, any survivor of any match is going to be thrown into a battle royal for a championship. Now you got to make sure: do we get the right survivors? What do we want the battle royal? Is that person? There's so many elements to that. Like ten people. That shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Have you met WWE? I, I understand that, but the fact that that's like the cro- the the line is. Well, no, I mean, the, I, I'm not saying you're wrong point, at all. My point has always been: you, it doesn't have to be that hard. We don't have to overthink it. To say if you survive, you get the opportunity to compete for the 30th spot in the Royal Rumble is the easiest thing ever, and it lines up chronologically. Like that's the. The reason why this thing matters is because we're about to do something else that matters, and you're going to learn about why the next thing that matters matters. It's so easy to figure out why it is. Why do we like the Royal Rumble? Because we know what the payoff is. We know that person two months later will be in a championship match. If the winner of the Royal Rumble didn't get their championship match until summer or if it was undefined when they were getting their championship match, we wouldn't care about it the same way. We care about it because we know. And chronologically, it makes sense. This is setting it up. If you can use Survivor Series to set up the Royal Rumble, you create an even better chronological order. It's like why King of the Rings should be what they use to set up who gets the number one contender at SummerSlam. 
yep. span it out during the course of the year that this thing matters because it sets up the next thing that matters. Make it logical from month to month to month to month. These things were like, well, you'll get some title in the future or some shot in the future. Those are gimmicks and like they're better than nothing. But they don't tell you this is why you have to tune into the next thing. This literally tells you you've got to tune into Survivor Series because you love the Royal Rumble and you're going to learn about the Royal Rumble from Survivor Series. You turn into the Royal Rumble, you keep it going throughout the course of the year. It's so simple. Make the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble be at stake at Survivor Series. It ain't hard. I don't know why we have overthought it so much. It's. I mean, seriously, if. You know, we're, we're talking about, okay, how do we make a December, without a pay-per-view, how do we make a December Raw or SmackDown big? You have a five-way at the end of one of the nights with the winning team. Yep, winning team. Everybody who was on the winning team now gets to compete for the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. Not hard. Just not hard. It's not, it ain't difficult. And you know the Royal Rumble's coming up, and you're trying to get people to stay tuned throughout the entire period. But we've been through this a billion times. And again, the problem is the pay-per-view. The problem is the pay-per-view that they just decided they're not, they don't want to try. I, and I, I, it's bizarre to me why you would, the only bizarre part is why wave the white flag instead of trying? Why is that the first choice to Particularly say? Particularly if you're going to do the show. Right. Like you're, waving the white flag and not doing the show is okay. Right. But Correct. If you're going to yes. do the show, but like be like, ah, eh, we don't fucking know. Here's a show. Like that's the weirdest thing ever. Because like you need people to go to that show. And by the way, like. I don't even know if I want to go. <laughs> Again, the only reason I would go is if AJ's there. Correct. But, like, like I'm telling you, like, if I was in New York that whole week, for whatever reason, I lived there, I wouldn't, you know, if there was a concert or something that night, like, I don't know well, if, if I'm, like... A, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to go because it's, you know... It's, oh, it's, but no, what's I'm your saying re- if I have options, though... But because what's your like, reaction? What's your reaction going to be at the show, though? Here's my point. If you're in New York and you do end up going to that show, yeah, you guys should. This was SummerSlam. I'm there. I'm making plans. I'm not doing anything else that day. Like SummerSlam was awesome, right? This show does not compel. Like Roman Reigns versus Big E is cool, but like, and and I I do I I don't want to sell short like I do think they're doing a good job of trying to make that a thing and not just a rando match like they actually built a story over the past month on and off with this so like I appreciate that the the that there was some effort there yes right there was in the past it was a, literally like these two guys are the champions they're, and they're, they're still doing a new day Usos thing it's very clear right it's very clear that they are acknowledging it. <clears throat> acknowledge that that's, that's exactly <laughs> but everything happened. else is a complete afterthought like that's the only thing like even the becky and charlotte thing has been nothing for three weeks well, so and, it's and, like and 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 look it's all compounded by when the draft is like oh there are so many there are problems on top of problems on top of problems on top of problems when you do something but to like your this. point they've been the same problems Correct. for six years they're not new now they're just acknowledging the problems and instead of again all you got to do one thing one thing fixes it and you don't have to think through it that hard and it's it's not it, the royal rumble part of this this component Guarantee everybody who's on the winning team a spot in the Royal Rumble, right? Guarantee that. And then, and I get that's sort of, you know, tongue-in-cheek on the women's side because all of the women are in the Royal Rumble. Right. (laughs) But you don't have to acknowledge that. You can just, you can make it seem, hey, if we win, we know we're all in the Royal Rumble. 
and then there's a match with all five of them on Raw or SmackDown in December, and that sets who the number 30 entrant is into the Royal Rumble. It's not hard. It's so not hard. And it creates a reason why these people want to care. And it creates a compelling reason why these people want to care. Not that hard. All right. Um, that's, we've done this. It's the sixth year that we've had this conversation, though, so it ain't changing. Um, anything, anything else from Raw or SmackDown that we have to cover? Yeah. Um, we have to issue a formal censure to our co-host for showing such disrespect oh. for a legend like Sami Zayn. <laughs> <laughs> that um, segment was so good. Um, look, so man, good. You know, I want, I do want more of it. I do want more of it. I did like the only thing that I didn't like is that I wanted to see them like as they were standing tall afterwards. I wanted to see like. And this is the problem. Sammy doesn't have any friends, right? Like I wanted to see Sammy. Well, I, I think I think that might be coming though. But or I is think... is it going to be coming? Or could AJ challenge for Sammy's spot? I mean, I'd love that. That would be wonderful. Oh, in the, in the match. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I mean, when, when I when I saw that Sammy, because when they like I was actually for whatever reason I was in Twitter, I think I was just watching college football or whatever, and I saw Sammy was number four. There there was a part of me that was like, oh shit, they're gonna put uh, AJ at number five. I mean, could be. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love it if that were the case, obviously. I mean, for a lot of reasons, I'd love it if that were the case. But I did. At that moment, I just wanted to see Sammy and, like, two other people come back out to try to sneak uh-huh. tack him from behind and have Hit Row lay him out, right? Like, I just I wanted to see one more thing to make Hit Row look big in that moment. But it's what it is. They look great. You know. The, the... What, one other thing. Do you see who Sammy is feuding with now? No. On social media and start at a house show? No. Scary Spice. Oh, I, yeah, okay. Well, I saw a bunch of yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff going on with Wait, that. Wait, really? Yeah. Apparently they they had an interaction at the, she was she was backstage. They were yeah. all sorts of pictures like that. They had an interaction. Sammy Z tweeted out, "Well, Scary Spice just called me a pussy." And Scary Spice <laughs> responded on Twitter, "Damn right because you were one." And he just tweeted out, "Since the Spice Girls ruled, I'll cut you a break. I'll move on and even ignore how your insults toward me adhere to a warped social framing of masculinity. If you apologize to me here on Twitter right now, make it heartfelt so we can all put this ugly episode behind us." Kind of, I kind of don't love that. Actually, I get, I get it, but, but I, he's in character. Yeah, yeah. but it's. It's a weird line where like he's right. Like that's But the, that's always <laughs> been Sammy. That's the problem with it. Like the problem is he's right. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Um uh oh by the way, uh, uh so they had Braun Breaker Breaker and Champa on the European tour. Doing with, a triple threat with Sami Zayn. Yeah, that was that was interesting to me because does that signal that, I think they know that NXT does good numbers over there, and that's, yeah, that's they've done that. In the, they've done that in the past, where they put like but, whoever the champion is on doing a match. Okay, all right. I mean, I I believe you, and I you know the, it's, I'm so far now. Removed. The the part where they brought Braun Breaker too is a little bit extra because like I feel like in the you know they probably brought two people in the past, but I feel like they had done stuff where they would have just had Champa face. Sami Zayn or something. Right. You know what I mean? Something along yeah. those lines. I it's only it's interesting to me only like the funny part being none of us are debating whether or not Braun Breaker is going to be on it. We all know Braun Breaker's headed to the main roster at some point. I was more like, is that a sign that Champa could be finally two? Right. So like, there are reports out there that say very vaguely, not about anyone specifically, 
that they are looking to flush the older people up into the main roster. I saw the way it was, the language was like something about because Johnny Gargano also had a dark match on SmackDown and so did Raquel, I believe. Um, Trying to remember who Gargano faced. I think it was another, was it another NXT guy? Um, There was someone up. I can't remember who it was. Gargano faced, was it LA Knight? I don't remember, but he had a dark match and I thought that was fairly significant in combination with the Champa thing. And by the way, it was Kyle O'Reilly that yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. So by the way, if, <laughs> if you're telling me we could get DIY on the main roster, I'm all about that. Cause I don't know how they fare as solo on the main roster, you know, but I think DIY might have a lot of legs on the main roster as as many legs as a tag team can have. Correct. And, and that's the problem with me. Is but if we got like them, them versus try. the Usos, or we got them versus the New Day, like we've never seen that before. So I mean, it would be it would be fun. It would be wonderful. Like there's a part of me that's like I, I I know what you're saying is I absolutely don't know how they would fare singles, but I'd almost like to see them try. Like in in you know. Yeah, I guess I guess I would say an I'd, ideal world. I'd be worried about that, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I'd I'd be worried about that. Like I'm worried about all of it, but yeah, I think if they had a chance to have a little run, it would be as a tag team. So uh, that would be the best bet. Anyway. We we also get the definitive announcement. Is I'll, I'll lump NXT in this before we make our picks. We also get the definitive announcement of of it being War Games, but not necessarily Takeover. So like that's that's interesting because. It gives them an event, and it gives them an event with a gimmick that we like. Uh, but it, I, I, do we read that as the end of Takeover? The fact that they announced it as NXT War Games, do we read that as the Takeover brand is dead, or that they're still thinking about that? I would say, with one caveat, that because it's in the CWC, maybe they didn't want to call it Takeover, and maybe they want to save that for when it's actually not in the CWC. But most of my feeling is it's probably dead. I, I, I think that it's not definite. I think they are leaving themselves an out if they decide that, you know, yeah. they change their minds on it. But my hunch right now is they're leaning towards NXT. This is NXT 2.0. We're getting rid of all of NXT. And that creates the responsibility for them to that, that, then is it just coming up with some no, new name or are they trying to make every event that they do branded in some sort of way? Like, do they do they start moving in your house it, like they, they have a schedule of of six shows they do. Yeah, and the, the war games, the Great American Bash, Halloween, the Halloween Havoc, Havoc, exactly. And, right. and this and this is the one thing that like I will say because I I'm very I think we're all very hesitant to ever give them credit for this. That might have been the plan all along because if you notice they sort of leaned into all of them having a recurring brand over the past well, two years. No, but they've been split. Like Halloween Havoc has never been a takeover. You know what I mean? Like No, I mean but I mean the takeovers all had like things attached to them. Like none of them were just like takeovers. They started being like well the well in your house was also a regular show, right? That wasn't a takeover, uh, was it? No, in your house was a was a Sunday night show. Okay. So th- that th- so that's exactly what I'm saying. But, like I, But they haven't been like they've all had names, but yeah, a lot of but names. But they haven't. But they, they, it's not been a recurring thing. Like the the well, in your so house what, was recurring, and so was in, in your in your house was recurring. War games re- was recurring, but the others, the April, the February ones, were whatever they called it. Like they they had today it was ven or this year was Vengeance Day and Stand and Deliver. 
but you could totally do stand and deliver. Like that could be a thing, right? And you could do Vengeance Day feels made up. I, I'm not gonna give that any stand credence. And, but stand and deliver feels made up to me too, man. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> like, say if, if, if that's <laughs> like, a recurring name, they need a better recurring yeah, name. I, I'm gonna disagree with you about that entirely. <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't feel like a real thing. But I mean, that doesn't mean it can't be. They did Great Balls of Fire for F sick. They still do pay backlash. Like, could they? Just make Vengeance Day a thing and when stand and deliver a thing? Sure, they could, 100%. But Vengeance Day was a, was a takeoff of Valentine's Day because I think it was on Valentine's Day. Oh, it was on Valentine's Day. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, very good. Now, let's get into – unless there's something else you guys have in mind. Let's get into picks. Um, the only – I just worth noting, apparently Rick Steiner was supposed to be at the last takeover. Or... Yeah, I did see that. That's kind of a bummer. <laughs> like, that is kind of a bummer. It, it's a bummer. It's also weird when you're not using the Steiner name to have Rick Steiner there. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a bummer, man. Like I, we, I, I will. I will say this. I could see a world in which they acknowledge that that's his dad, because they. I mean, they do every other gimmick you can do without calling him yes. Steiner, right? They say Dogface Gremlin. They say, did they say Steiner? No, they didn't say Steiner line. They didn't say Steiner. Um, I mean, they but said the Frankensteiner. Yeah, they did say Frankensteiner, and the promos they he cuts are straight out of his uncle's playbook. <laughs> I mean, they're like purposefully that way too yes. right so i do think there's a chance they acknowledge the relationship without calling him that it i don't know why you silly that, but but i do think there's a chance they do that that's very that's that's it is extraordinarily silly but sure sure absolutely that's what they could do all right, let's make our picks. AEW Full Gear coming up this uh is this Saturday or Sunday? It's Saturday, right? Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night uh in Minneapolis on uh, BR Live and Pay-Per-View. It is the third Full Gear. Of course, we were there for the first one in Baltimore a couple years ago. Uh 10 matches scheduled for the card right now including the pre-show or the I guess they they call them all the buy-in, right? Like it's the whatever. I, the the pre-show is the buy-in, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, as always, we will do should win, will win for our picks this week as we go through all 10 matches. I will go first, and the uh, the buy-in match is a tag team match between Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter against Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. And my response is, who cares? And I'm not, I don't mean that to be disrespectful to people involved. I just, this is a match for matches' sake. Um, I, I guess Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter should and will win. Yeah, I'm going to say just because it feels like Jamie Hayter might be becoming a thing or they might be trying in the near future to make her a thing. So she's the only one who can really get something out of this. I guess it's just, you know, with, with pre-show match, with buy-in, it depends. Do they want to do something with it or is this just something to get the crowd going, in which case you could have a Thunder Rosa win to pop right. the crowd a little bit. Um so actually, I think that's the way I'm going to go is Jamie Hayter should win and get the pin, but they'll just use it to pop the crowd and Thunder Rosa will win. All right. Uh, if you're doing something to get the crowd going, this is definitely not the right match to put in here. I mean, l listen, people like Thunder Rosa, like the I crowd have, likes but, Thunder But Rosa. I have to say this. People shit on WWE all the time because they put the Usos in the buy-in or the pre-show match. This fucking match is exactly why WWE puts the Usos in the pre-show match, because this is truly something that they don't care about. Do you know what I mean? Like, the that people say, oh, they don't care about the Usos, they put them in the first match. No, that means they care about them a lot, and they think that'll make people watch the show. This is a complete dumpster. Like, this is like, dump something that didn't, just to do something. And, I, whatever. I mean, like, who, 
by the way, who's Thunder Rosa's partner? Um, he Cheetah. Cheetah. Hicker, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Thunder Rosa, I guess, showed in Will Witt. I mean, who cares? I, I, that's the truth. Who cares? Let's acknowledge the fact that this is a match for matches' sake, and we can talk about it for a minute. <laughs> uh, Pack and Cody Rhodes against Malachi Black and Andrade. What? 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 What is that? Like, it, it's Cody. It's Cody. That's what it is. You, you I mean, say, what is that? It's Cody. But what part of that is Cody? Is it they panicked and said, if we're going to do a match with Cody right now, we have to make it a tag team match to try to protect him from all the booze to see if like, because Pac is your man. And and, like, that's your tears. Like this is the, I don't, I don't, nothing about this makes any sense. And I'm, I'm really struggling with how this is good for anyone involved. But go ahead and pick it. I mean, is Cody in the match? <laughs> sure. I, I mean, should be Malachi Black and Andrade and Pac all turning on Cody and burying him six feet under the ring. Yeah. That's what should happen. Yeah. What will happen is Cody will pin Andrade probably. And then they'll just say, oh, look, they didn't pin Malachi, so that's not hurting him in any way. I, d- I do think what you just said is possible. I do think them them all to, I mean the only thing that makes actual sense would be what you said because why why does Pac care? I just don't understand any of this right um but what will happen crossroads baby <laughs> someone's eating the crossroads and no you know what I mean there's some room for like Pac getting pinned or whatever I guess but, sure like, there's absolutely room for it but I don't believe but, they'll take it uh, Cody, Cody, Malachi Black and Andrade should win, and all the stuff Aaron said about them burying him six feet under the ring. Cody and Pac will probably win. Yeah, it's look, that's obviously the most likely scenario in all of this. There is some small part of me that what you just said, Brandon, is like this is such an abomination and so irrelevant that it's not. because they've announced that whenever Cody does anything, it's the most important thing, that when they so openly announce that what Cody is involved in doesn't matter, it's because they're planning on having him losing. So they need to make it very clear this doesn't matter. I mean, they didn't even involve it in the show. They They just announced it out of the blue on Wednesday. There wasn't even a segment involved. They just, oh, by the way, here's another match announcement for for Full Gear on Sunday night. And that makes me think it's purposeful. We need you to know how irrelevant this is. It's very important to us. As you know, whenever Cody breathes, it's the most important thing that exists. But now Cody's involved with someone, and it's not only not that, it's so wildly irrelevant, we're not even teasing it. And that's the conspiracy theorist in me, that it's because they've decided they're going to have Cody lose, and they have to bury Cody losing by making it so bloody irrelevant. Like, it's it's not even, you're not watching the show for this. You don't care about it. Everything involved with it. Tell me how much more important these four people are than Cody Rhodes versus Anthony effing a go-go a couple months ago. But that I mean, was yeah. that was the most important thing they wanted to have on the show. And this isn't even, like, literally was not a part of the show. So I'm actually convinced it's because Cody's losing. 
and they want to make sure that you know if Cody loses, it's irrelevant. It didn't happen. It doesn't matter. We do something else immediately. We're telling you that it doesn't matter, and we move on that way. So I am convinced. When we say it wasn't on the show, it was a fairly prominent part of the past few Rampages, though, right? Yeah. Am I making that up? Uh, you no, might, it was. You might be right. I mean, you might be right about that. I now, now, by the way, aren't the Lucha Brothers tied into this somehow, too, sometimes? What's that? Did they the, the Andrade and the Lucha Brothers well, have a? Th- Andrade was with FTR, so right. But did they have? Wasn't there a part like? Weren't they all out there at the same time at yeah, one point? Well, because because Andrade is linked with FTR and Lucha Brothers, so yes, it had kind of basically. Right all after of- Cody lost that match, wasn't that our right. big argument of like, yes, Cody losing to Andrade, but all these other people were around and. Yes. So, so it could really turn into a fun clusterfuck of business. <laughs> oh, yeah. For it, and I, I fully expect, like, the five-on-five match in or whatever match. Well, I guess it, those other people have a match, so maybe. Yeah, they, they, they have the match. It's not going to turn into it here, but if you tell me that in December they have a four-on-four match or whatever, yeah. Um. Okay. I'm going to – whatever. <laughs> was, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Isn't there some, like, uh, hanging – teaser of something like isn't didn't malachi black say something about cody rhodes someone's gonna turn on cody rhodes is this when arn anderson turns on him or something okay that that would be that would wasn't be there some weird promo where he said something about the well, he, he caesar like, wasn't killed by marcus he was it was inferring it was brutus well i i think what he was saying like in that promo he was also talking about how basically I didn't lose because I made everybody hate you. Basically, I made this entire crowd. And I thought that line was referring to the fact that it wasn't just one guy. It was everybody and referring to the fans also turning on him. Well, well, the point of that was it wasn't your enemy that killed you. It was your brother. That's what the story of Julius Caesar, right? Well, but everyone stabbed him in Julius Caesar as well. But the brother is the one. Am I crazy? Wasn't the brother? Was no, he was. Yes, it, it, best it, it friend was, or whatever. Well, yes, it was. It was Etu Brute Brutus. Yeah. But it was. It was. He was one of like forty guys. You don't think that's a significant? You don't think that was a significant oh, red herring or or, or, I, or whatever you want to call it a clue? It, it's very possible. If this is all about Arn Anderson turning on Cody, it would be very. It would be very on brand. Very on brand. But. <laughs> Next, uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express against uh, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Brandon. Well, I'll tell you who should win the match. <laughs> Adam Cole and the Young Bucks should most definitely win this match. Um, only because if Adam Cole was not in the match, I might make an argument for Jungle Boy uh, should come out on top of this. But I think that they have... St- it's probably not fair to say they've struggled because it hasn't been that long, but I'm saying in three weeks or four weeks or five weeks, if we're still where we are with Adam Cole, I would say they're struggling to make him super relevant. And part of that's because of what else is going on in the main event and who he's associated with. And I get all that, but I don't think you can have him come out losing matches to Christian cage. That should not be happening. If you want Adam Cole to be the major player, he's supposed to be, I think you got to book him strong I'm skeptical that they are just because of some of the business that they've done with him is very weird to me um, that they're going the route they are with him sort of being a one of the bucks, basically. Um, but I think I think they will. I think they will put him over. And I think that that's what should happen. Adam Cole and the Bucks 
should win. I definitely, I definitely agree with you. That's what should happen. Um, and I think that's what will happen as well. I think part of the problem with this is like, I don't really know that a match like this benefits anyone. Unfortunately, like it's really hard for you, for me to, for you to tell me that a trios match ends up benefiting one person in particular, a great deal. Um, did we mention that this is false count anywhere? I just saw that. Oh, is that I, real? I, I didn't. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you're right. Apparently, it it's false count anywhere. So that okay. that kind of. I mean, I don't know what they're, they're, they're going to yeah. do. Some crazy yeah. stuff. Like that, this is going to be the. It might not directly, but if the match is so good, it kind of does benefit everybody involved. Yeah, and, it, I, and, and and that that changes who has to win. It kind of it doesn't hurt anybody to lose a match like that if if someone dumps you know ladders all over you or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, sure. I I just don't. But it's a real tough spot, man. It's a tough spot because I, I hear that the best thing they can do is use it to benefit Adam Cole, right? There's no doubt that's the best thing they can do with it. Is one individual person going to be benefited by a match like this? What what can you do to make one person the story of it? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But if the argument is, but you don't want to hurt him any further, then yeah, that's the answer. Adam Cole and, and the Young Bucks need to win. I think the one question that'll be looming over Adam Cole for the next couple months is the, you know, is there something more with Bobby Fish here, especially with the rumors about Kyle O'Reilly? Is this destined to head towards undisputed era versus Kenny and the Bucks uh, down the line? And if so, when do they start, you know, planting those seeds? My guess is it wouldn't be now, but that would be the only thing that would make me think Adam Cole and the Bucks would lose is if, you know, they really do start planting the seeds of, Adam Cole is going to be part of Fish End or O'Reilly instead of the Super Click. Uh, but again, I don't believe that here, so I'm going to say should and will Super Click. Uh, next up for the tag team titles, Lucha Brothers and FTR. Uh, well, I guess I'm first here. Um, I'm going to say that, that FTR should win because, I mean, they need it. Like, let's just be honest. We've been talking about this for some time. They need something. They, they, hey, they have the AAA tag team oh, title. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they've got that. Great. <laughs> um, but I also don't understand why you have Lucha Brothers get the belts to just turn around and lose them. I, I'm going to say should FTR will Lucha Brothers. Yeah, I'm not sure about the should and will. I, I think that this is, especially with the AAA titles, which, you know, you laugh at, but it means that probably they're going to, you know, be involved with the Lucha Brothers or other people uh, on Dynamite in the near future that they might think that's enough. And, and whether it is, I think, can be debated. No, it can't be. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, stop. You, you say that it doesn't matter, but like. No, it's, it's I, what they do. It, this doesn't matter, but we want you to believe that it does so that you don't notice how much it doesn't. Well, but why, like, specifically, why, is it specifically because it's AAA? Is it specifically because it's no, another it's, company? it's because like, it's another company. It's the same thing they do all the time. They want you to I believe. understand that, but I, I've never been on as down on that. Like, if it's the whole purpose of it, I'm down on it. But if it's not, you know, like, it's, they got the win. It it becomes a Mickey Mouse belt. There, It's 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 like when uh, somebody in, in, in the, you know the complaint that we always have in WWE, that whenever a champion is involved in a non-title match, we know they're going to lose. It It becomes the same thing. Whenever somebody goes for a secondary belt, okay, great, they're going to win, but what the F does it matter? What what does that mean other than pacification? 
How did it help Christian Cage to win the Impact belt? Which I'm not suggesting they need to worry about helping Christian Cage, but it's what they do. We create this other thing as a distraction. We want you to believe that we are really on board with this person. Well, you're not. And when it actually comes to it, we're going to learn that. You're not. You're not at all. It's just a distraction technique. And frankly, it's cheap. If I'm being honest with you, it's a cheap thing to do. Now, Pro wrestling is cheap. Plenty of things are cheap in pro wrestling, and I'm not saying it's cheaper than anything else, but this is one of the things, the tropes, that they go back to all the time where here's this other belt that has nothing to do with it. I don't care whose belt that it is. It's not AEW's. They're making it very clear. We can do this because it doesn't impact us in any way. You want to win the NWA Women's Championship? By all means, win the NWA Women's Championship. But you ain't getting ours. That's for sure. We ain't doing that. You can do this because it doesn't impact us. And, and that's definitely fair to look at it that way. I, I, I just I take a little bit umbrage that doesn't matter at all because I, I do think and, and, you know, maybe not the, this one in particular, but some of the other ones like, look, if, if I, I thought what they did with the, you know, New Japan U.S. title, while it didn't necessarily, quote unquote, matter, it did create some compelling uh, cross brands. Or if you do, if you are one of those people who follow both brands, I thought it was compelling. Obviously, it's not for you. So well, you to say to, it doesn't matter at all, it, I, I it, disagree it, it with. It matters yes. to a very small group of people. That's fine. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of things that matter to a very small group of people in various forms of art, but it does matter to those groups of people. And to you, say it doesn't matter at all, I think you, is you'd wrong. Have to, you'd have to compare that to me. Tell me, tell me, tell me what that is. Okay, okay. You know what? Here, here's what I will say. And and I'm not making this an apple to apples comparison. We're we're about to get a Spider-Man movie that's going to be chocked full of just random references to Netflix shows, to old movies, to comic books and stuff. And that's going to be a big deal to a small group of people. But to it's say a, that it's it a significantly larger group of people. Well, it depends what it is. We don't know exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> if it's, you know, a, a small reference to Aaron. Uh, Aaron. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Seriously, this is a huge. This is a these huge are, reach. The, these are the biggest well, movies of all time that you're talking about. Well, they're no, no, no. I'm talking about like they're talking about referencing like random comic books. Like they're talking about. They doing always that sort do of, that. They always that, do that. That's what I'm saying. Is like this can be a nod to those people. Okay, in the context. And to say it doesn't matter. It, it in the context. Does what specific thing are we talking about, though? I'm I'm confused. Of what what thing in wrestling are we comparing to a random? I, uh, I comic I'm, book? I'm saying you, having a, a person win, like that, having that, a person win it, a AAA titles or a New Japan it, Aaron, title. Aaron, that that would be a yeah. great comparison if you're talking about bringing up something that happened in New Japan that very few people know about, right? Like, yes. If 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 you're comparing it to making a reference to a match that occurred in New Japan, but there's a handful of people that are doing the Leonardo DiCaprio meme at home, like, I remember that, or I'm aware of that. That's one thing. Giving someone some other entity's belt is not similar to that. And and AEW has made that abundantly clear. This is the problem. The first time well, this yeah. happened, they might have been able to get away with it. They've done it. This is a trope for them as a company. We, you know... They don't actually believe in you the moment they have you win someone else's belt on their show. We got way too many examples of it. Like I, I'm just I'm just going through. Yeah, Th Thunder Rosa, Lance Archer, Christian Cage, and now FTR. And some uh, what's her name, Serena Deeb. I mean, she right. had the NWA title. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming how much evidence we have of this. It's within the context, the scope of AEW. It don't matter. Now, if you care about AAA... Well, and, and that's what and, I'm trying to say, is that it, it may not matter to AEW, but it matters but that's to my people point. who care about wrestling. Okay, yeah. But that's my point. My point is, this is all within the scope of AEW. 
Okay, this, and that's fair. Yes. This Strictly is AEW. this is a trope that they do with other belts regularly, and what they're doing when they do it is cheap. It's cheap because they use it to make you think these people matter. How do we get them heat in some way, despite the fact that very clearly we ain't giving them the real heat? That's what they do. And I get it. It's not dissimilar to other things that have been done in the history of professional wrestling. But this one is now, the evidence is overwhelming that giving FTR the AAA belts means nothing about what they think FTR is. Okay, and that and that's fair. If, if you're saying it specifically about what they say, I, I my umbrage was that it doesn't matter because to people who don't just view it in the AEW uh, bubble, it does matter. Is if you care about a AAA, I get it. If you care about if you're the one of the people that cared about Impact Wrestling, maybe you cared about Christian Cage winning. I don't. I don't know. I can't speak to that because we're not having that conversation, right? right. Like the okay. conversation that we're having is what I said is why I'm being dismissive of FTR. I. I think that FTR should matter. I think that AEW should care about FTR because they're great, but they haven't. They, there's no evidence of that. And pointing to them getting the AAA belts as being evidence of that is actually the contrary. Okay, yeah, okay. If you're framing it like that, 100%. It's, it's the 100%. contrary of the evidence that we have, which is the evidence says them getting the AAA belts proves how much they don't care about them. Yep. But if, if we're saying what will they do is they are going to say, hey, they're the AAA champions and Lucha Brothers, who, by the way, shouldn't be shortchanged either. I think they deserve a long title reign or at least a, a meaningful title reign. Um, yeah, so it will be uh, Lucha Brothers. Uh, Brandon? Yeah, I think I think um, I'm just going to say. God, you guys bring up a lot of good points. I I, I think that. Part of me just wants the Lucha Brothers, and this is want, because I, I, I really like those guys. I think they're very marketable. I think they're very colorful and good for the product to be in a feature position, and I like the gimmick with the manager and all that stuff. I Part of me just wants that to keep going and have more high-profile matches, but I also acknowledge the FTR issue and I, I think that in that in light of that, they probably should win, right? But I'm not convinced at all because of the way this has gone down that that will happen. I mean, you've got basically two guys mocking the culture of the other two. I'm not so sure those guys can be the ones that win <laughs> in the story you're telling. I, I'm going to say the Lucha Brothers win. But I, I think, you know, aside from all of that part of it, just the bigger picture, FTR, of course, should be doing things and be and be featured more. I just... You know, so I'll leave them in the show, but I think Lucha Brothers win. So this is labeled as a Minneapolis street fight, which then makes me go back to the Falls Count Anywhere match, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> we got a problem here. We got a problem here. The Inner Circle taking on uh, Men of the Year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, with uh, American top team representatives, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert. Uh, Aaron, you are up first. Um, As far as what it should be, it should be the American top team team because it should be Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and this should be the, you know, device to elevate them. Um, unfortunately, we've, we, even though it didn't end up being very big, we already got the win from Page and Sky over, uh, was it Jericho and Hager at, in New York? I think that's what it was. Um, and then they're just going to use this to put the inner circle over. So I, I think it's unfortunate, but inner circle will win. 
I mean, here's the thing. The second you put Dan Lambert in the match, there's one right yeah. ending. Um, and that's with Dan Lambert uh, getting his comeuppance, right? Like, I exactly. don't know. I don't know. I don't, if he wasn't in the match, I think I could make an argument for everything that you said that it should be. But I, when you put him in the match, I, and I know that Glenn and I sometimes have a difference of opinion about what the should actually means. But to me, the should is when you put him in the match, now he should get his comeuppance. So that's the should. Um, will they? I don't know. Like, do they want this to continue? Like, do they want the, I think that they, they like this internally. I think that they're probably getting the results they wanted. People are talking about it. Do they want this to keep going? I, I don't know. Like, if they want it to keep going, then the heels should win. If, you know, so, or, or will win, I, I should say. But I don't know. I think it's a, it kind of gets getting kind of messy here. So I'm just going to say that they will put the inner circle over, and that they probably should in light of having Dan Lambert in the match. Brandon, but if you're going to keep it continuing, you could have him pin Jericho, like you said. You, right? You, you speak to a lot of the complications of this. Um, right. Aaron, your your point about it should be about, um, you know, Paige and, and, and Sky. Sky is is well taken, except for the fact that this story is barely about them. Like, they're the afterthought in this. The story is about stupid Dan Lambert. Um, and I, I, I don't know that you can use this match to put those guys over. Um, if this was a match between the two of them and, you know, the, the match you already referenced, then that's different. I just don't know that a five-on-five match can work that way for those two guys. It sort of speaks to the problem that I had earlier with Adam Cole in a, in a three-on-three match. I, I don't... Boy, it's that's tough for me. It's a tough sell, specifically when you've made Dan Lambert the central point of this match. And so ultimately, I do think you've painted yourself into a corner where you have no other option. I think you, Brandon, you're right. Like I, it, all the work that's been done, and you throw in the fact that you know you you had um what what happened on Wednesday night. Um, all the work that's been done leaves you with really only one true option, and that option at this point is to have you know Dan Lambert get his comeuppance, but. There, some of the elements of this are like, are these fighters sticking around? Like, are they part of AEW or are they just here to do this and then dip out? Because if they are sticking around, if like you plan on having Junior Dos Santos and Andre Arlovsky be a part of AEW in some capacity, then they should probably beat someone. Like, they, they should probably win a match. I just don't, I have no clue. And the bigger problem is they're only so important. We've referenced this before. This isn't a megastar showing up. Cain Velasquez ended up being a nothing in WWE, and he, at that point, was still more relevant than, than these guys are. These are guys that were, you know, second, third-tier MMA stars that are past that point of their career. So I, that doesn't mean they can't be a big deal as professional wrestlers if they want to be professional wrestlers, but do they want to be? And do you want them to be? If you do, then 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 make this about them at some point. Because right now, I still don't know for sure that every professional wrestling fan is even aware of, of who these guys are. Other than this is just a group of MMA fighters, and they don't really know the difference between Andre Arlovsky and 
what the hell is Paige Van Zandt's husband's name? I don't even remember what his name is. Anthony something. Yeah, that that uh, Austin, right? Austin Vander Vander Vanderfort. Yeah, Austin Vander. I don't know that anybody, the average professional wrestling fan, really knows the difference between those two things, other than this is just a group of mixed martial arts fighters. That's all I know. I don't know anything about them. So you got to figure out what that's all about. Ultimately, my best guess is they were here for a short run. They're semi-interested in coming back at some point, but they're not going to be a weekly thing on AEW every week moving forward. And so if that's the case, then this ends with the Inner Circle winning. And this this did something for you in, in some capacity. But if it's a long-term plan and they're a part of the show moving forward, you know, then I'd probably understand if they were the ones that got the win. But the shame of it is, to your point, Aaron, I just don't think there's anything that's, that's done. Because I, I do, I think... The, the argument that people make that Ethan Page has been great and Scorpio Sky should be elevated, don't disagree with that, but at the moment, they're just such an afterthought that I don't think that's part of the story. Um, next on the list, let's go to Darby Allen uh, against MJF. Brandon, I believe I you're up first. first. Yeah. Oh, this one's me. I mean, God, it... This is a tough one because I think, I don't know. We've talked in the past. I, I think you could make an argument for Darby needing it more because NJF is kind of bulletproof, right? Yep. I mean, like, so I would say Darby Allen should win. Um, The will? Like, what's Sting going to do? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Unfortunately, like, I feel like the will is going to have something to do with Sting, like, or, or Wardlow or both or whatever. I don't know who's going to win this match. And that's like, I do think there's an element of some of this to the rest of the pay-per-view that's going to make me actually want to see it. Now that we've got a lot of the stuff that I don't, I'm not going to say I don't care about, but I care less about out of the way. Now we're getting to the, the matches where I truly don't know if I know who's going to win some of these matches and this is one of those i think you could go either way i think darby needs it more i'm going to say darby should i i who will i'll say darby but i am worried they do some weird sting thing that they think they need to do that makes him lose i don't i don't know i'm 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 awesome i'm like you i'm very confused about this and and i think that ultimately i do come around to the idea that they they know it's more important for darby to win the match now that being said yes if the story really becomes about Sting, or even if it really becomes about Wardlow, and it, it was it interesting to you that like they started doing this bit where they pretended like Wardlow was a big deal on Wednesday night. Was, was did that catch anybody else off by by like Jim? It, it was it was interesting, and then you had MJF on Twitter being like, "Oh yeah, I saw you. Good job, buddy." Like they're doing something. There. Yeah, that the, with Jim Ross doing the bit where he was like, "When you look at the the, the tent poles of," or what, he didn't call them, he called them flagpoles, didn't he? When you look at the flagpoles of the future of AWC Wardlow, and you're like, "Bro, he's not even a wrestler." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, and so that that read something to me, and it's hard for me to ignore that, particularly because. What what's what are they calling the faction now with with Sean Spears? What's the I don't even know what the name of the faction is. They 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 but they announced them by name. They they abandoned the Pinnacle and never really said why they abandoned the Pinnacle. It just kind of dissolved and went away one day. Like that was weird. 
Um, then they're doing this other thing. I, I, it, ugh, God, I hate all of this. I'm going to go with Darby Allen should and will win, and I think it sets the tone for an MJF-Wardlow split. But maybe, and credit to them, if they only did all of this to make me think more about that, then then good for them because it did. It made me think about why try why pretend like Wardlow is a wrestler? Why go out of your way to make that a thing and in this moment that just it really did it ca- it caught my eye um and and if that was a purposeful distraction then you know a bully good for them i think the real question here is just kind of it, it kind of uh tags onto is is where they're going with each of these people going forward if mjf wins is it a signal that he could be the next major challenger for adam page if he ends up winning um, if Darby wins, where exactly does he go? Is it simply something for, you know, MJF to lose and, and split and start that feud with Wardlow? Um, is this just going to be a match that leads to a tag match between the four of them, which, you know, I think is also very, very possible. Um, so I, I think that that's where the questions start to come in for me personally, as far as the should goes, I think in the immediacy, it's more important to feature MJF prominently because I think he is the next logical champion. Um, if I'm assuming that hangman page wins. Um, and in that case, I don't want him losing matches, even though as, as Brennan said, I don't know if he's necessarily bulletproof, but this isn't going to hurt him in a loss, but I'd rather start positioning him in a major way that makes him very clear that he is the, you know, top heel top guy. Um, if that's not the case and he, whether he's not the next champion or he's not going to win for a while, I think you can go a, a number of ways with this. So I'm going to say just because of that, because I don't know, I'm going to say should MJF, though I think the should could go, you can make strong arguments either way. I think the will, and this is what I'm most afraid of, is the will will be MJF, but it's going to lead to a tag match that Darby and Sting go over ah, in the near future. No doubt, no doubt. All right, for the uh, women's championship, uh, Dr. Britt Baker against Ty Conti. And, I, you know, I, I love Ty Conti. I love her and Anna Jay working together. I love all of it, but I just don't see it. So shouldn't will Dr. Britt Baker. Yeah, this is something when we had the it – was, it was the Ty Conti-Sheeta match. It was like one of the last ones before Sheeta uh, lost the title to Britt Baker. I had said – well, no, it made, like that match made perfect sense to me because it put Ty as, as a prominent challenger to eventually beat Britt Baker and be the one to beat Britt Baker. And I still think that makes a lot of sense, but the time, it just doesn't quite, it doesn't feel right right now. Her winning, I don't know if it would be a big deal. Well, it might be a big deal three to six months from now. So because of that, I'm going to say should and will Britt Baker, but I'm not against the idea of Ty Conti eventually being the one to beat her. I mean, is Britt Baker in the match? <laughs> I, I I don't see it either. I I think it's should and will Britt. I, I don't really want to say anything else about it. I Ty Conti's great, but no. Okay, there you go. Um, there you go. Um, next, let's go to. Ooh, you know what? This will work out because I know Aaron has a lot he wants to say about this. Uh-huh. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston will be next. So Aaron, you can lead off. Um. I love the segment. I love the match. I love that it seems pretty clear that it's not what I thought it was last week, which is Eddie turns heel and faces Punk. It seems like they might be leaning into the Punk smarmy heel character 
which is a good direction for play. And it is a direction for CM Punk besides just the honeymoon phase. Um, Eddie Kingston cut a great promo, followed it up with that Players' Tribune piece. Uh, I think he's going to be the one cheered in this match over CM Punk. Um, as far as the should we'll, goes, we'll get, I'm just going to call him. I disagree with you. I, I completely disagree. With and, you. and and I'd even go as far to say I wildly disagree with you. Well, well, let, let's go there. Why um, do you wildly disagree? Because what, I think, what part of it do I you think you're disagree? drastically overestimating the impact of that. Um, uh, I, of the Players Tribune yeah, or think, the think, promo itself. I think, I think like because because during the promo, people were cheering for Eddie. Uh, they were cheering for Eddie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say 100. They were not going to say 100. percent They they were they were they cheered was, for the things he said. Right, like, they were not cheering for him. Correct. They, they he it, it was very good. That segment was excellent. It was also a, yeah. a rampage that was viewed by very few people. Um, That's fine. And you have to you have to acknowledge that. That's the the way that it goes. And 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 my I, my guess is the people in the pay per view seats will have largely seen it. Mostly. Uh, what what, what this is in an NBA building. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, see. I think this is in an. I think this is in the Target Center. I think Target this is Center, in an, yeah. So I'd say I'll, I'll, some of them will. Um, but this is. I, I will say. I will say the majority will. I won't say uh, everybody. I don't. I don't know about that. I, I'm gonna, and I don't even know if I'll go with the majority with you on that. I think there will be. Uh, uh, we're talking about twenty thousand people, and I, if if it's sold out, and I assume that it's sold out. I don't. I don't well, know. Well, yeah, I mean, let's to, just, to, just, I, I'm just, not going to say they right. saw it on Rampage, like, but if, they saw it somewhere. Hey, it's if, not on if, media, it. Just to interject a point, I went to an NXT show one time where the people beside me had not seen last week's episode. Right. Like, so, I, I think I think that if they were in the, you know one of their 5,000-seat buildings or one of their 8,000-seat buildings, that you'd be right, that the overwhelming majority of that crowd will have seen it. I don't agree with that about 20,000-seat crowd. Uh, I, and a Rampage segment from a week ago is something that I think a lot of people will have missed now. And, and I even less I, I, will I, have read I, the I, thing online. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing online, I, I'm saying it less, but uh, matters less. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm curious to see how many, because I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think many people have watched Rampage, but I think that was getting shared around, the just the, the clip itself. I, so I think eh, a good eh, amount might have seen I don't it there. Know. I, don't I, know. I, I, I have to see. I, I'll check their YouTube uh, down the road while we discuss this, but, you know, I, I think that, Look, if they're not, if this isn't leading to a punk heel turn, then they fucked it up, because well, everything they did feels. So like my opinion about that is that, and this is the problem with Eddie Kingston, is Eddie Kingston is so much who he is, that like he can't be not that, and so if he's being positioned to be the bad guy, but he's just him, it's hard to get there. You well, know what I mean? It's, it's hard. It's for, John Moxley. Like it's right. it's the same concept. Like, you're going to like a lot of the things he says, but they clearly, I mean, they also have him belittling the other guy. You know what I mean? I mean, like, they're belittling each other, to be honest. I mean, CM Punk said some really, I I mean, I I actually thought, to your point, if you came out of that segment thinking that, because I was thinking at the time watching the segment that while it was very entertaining and both guys were A+, there was also something problematic in it where it was, I didn't know how they wanted me to feel about either of these people. Like it was kind of weird how it was like, and maybe that's the point. Maybe they want these guys. Remember they, they, they positioned CM Punk against Darby Allen the first time around. Right. Like, right. Right. I, I, and I, I do think that, and by the way, while I while I argue with but them, but CM about, Punk wasn't like Darby Allen's a piece of shit. For, you know, right. what I mean? for, for the for the record, the uh, the video of the segment 
1.3 million views on YouTube. Right, but that's on YouTube, and I don't know how many people are actually watching that, man. Like, this is, you know, I, I'm trying to say this. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you're, the, you, it could just be pop-ups or whatever. Yes. You're, you're, like, you're I, possibly, you're possibly, or I just, I, I think that a lot of people saw it. I, I, I. I did not get the sense that it was that big of a deal. It was it was cool. I think people liked it, but I did not get the sense that it like it was transcendent in any way that the average person that might have just said, "Hey, CM Punk's going to be in Minneapolis next weekend. I'm going to buy tickets to that show." would have had to have seen that segment. I don't believe that. Um it now again, that's just speculative, but all of this is speculative. But it did not come across that way to me that it was a transcendent type of segment that everyone would have had to have seen. But it was good. I thought it was good too. Um, I I I think you're overestimating the impact because I do think this largely becomes like a there are gonna be people that are rooting for Eddie, Eddie, but there were always gonna be people that were rooting for Eddie, and they get that, they know that, and they accept that, and they're not hiding from it. And I'm fine with that. I actually think that sometimes that's okay. That you just get a match. And everybody likes one guy, and a lot of people like the other guy too. And that's all right. It, you, it's okay when you get to that point because it's going to be a match then. There's going to be a winner. You don't have to bury the loser. The loser can look strong coming out of it and look good. And, and Eddie Edwards is... Eddie, uh, Eddie I just said Eddie Edwards. Jesus Christ. I yeah. like Eddie Edwards too, by the way, for the record. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> I also like Eddie Edwards. Eddie Kingston... Um, is is kind of who he is, right? Like, in, and you wanted fire, you got fire. Like, you got more intrigue in a in a pay per view match for CM Punk, and those are all good things. But the idea of bringing CM Punk back to be your star, and then two months later turning him heel, that to me is nutty. Like, that's 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 jumping a shark, man. Like, that's thinking you're someone you're not. Well, I guess here's the question, because we, we talked a few weeks ago about CM Punk not really having a place as a face right now. You have, because of the people who are coming in, because of the places you already have in peace, that it's hard to find a place for CM Punk in a strong storyline going forward as a face. There's plenty of them as a heel, though. Well, actually, that's not what I said. I said there's no place for him at all. But <laughs> At all. You're right. Well, I and, but and, I'm, and, I'm, and, it wasn't in, and it wasn't in a sense of, like, there is no place for him. It was that, like... They're booking him like they book John Cena on house shows. You know what I mean? Like he's not tied up in anything that has any significance to the like long term storytelling of your title or whatever, but he's on the card so that he'll sell t- tickets. That's what it feels like. And we talked about how they just had him random, r- randomly wrestling people on Rampage to pop ratings, and that eventually that is going to wear him thin as far as his ability to draw eyes to your product if he's not doing anything of any significance. I think that's what we were saying. I don't know if we were saying he shouldn't be a a good guy. I think we were saying he's being wasted. You were saying he needed a storyline. And I'm I'm, I'm going to add on to it is that right now in his current form, it's really hard to find a place for him in a story. Not really, MJF. Yeah. All day. Yeah, MJF would work. They could have him work with Adam Cole. They could have him work. There's a million, yeah. man. Like, there's a million things they could do. Um, I, I, I'm gonna wildly disagree with you again on this. Um, that okay. doesn't, that doesn't mean they're not. I can't. I, I look. I can't predict the future. If that's something that they're doing, it's something that they're doing. I to, if you are so confident in who you are as a company that you can take the biggest draw you have and turn them heel two months later, shoo. It, it comes off with an amount of hubris that I think is in, insane. I mean, I, I guess I guess the question is, do they view it as 
uh, Brian Danielson and CM Punk are on a similar level. And because you have Brian Danielson, you can do this with Punk. I, th- I think that's the question to me, because I, I agree with you. And it was why I was against turning Becky, because you didn't have somebody on that level, um, you know, to, to turn when they turned Becky right away with Danielson. I think that's the question is, is, is who is the, you know, are they on similar levels? Basically. Well, I think they're on similar levels. I, I, we, and we got to speed through this. Cause I, I yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I would definitely, like, anyway, my, my go, going back to mine is, is like, that's kind of what I'm thinking is they view that as similar levels. They have their, their face draw. They now have a heel draw if they do this with punk. And actually that's kind of, I'm going to say the will is punk is going to win, but he's going to do it in an underhanded style. Brandon. I, I, I think CM Punk should and will win. I mean, I don't think, listen, I know that we all want to romanticize Eddie Kingston. I I get it. Like that article, you read it. How could you not root for the guy? But let's just look at what we've done with him. And if, if you put him over CM Punk, I think you're doing something insane. I think that CM Punk is money and you need he needs to do something relevant, which means win matches and move on to something bigger than. And, and I don't mean this to belittle Eddie Kingston, but they treated him as just a guy. You know, I mean, he had a title match and then he's just been a guy. So CM Punk should win and better damn well win. Um. I, you know, and I kind of agree with that too. I, I think, I think they've done a lot. I think, and I don't like, you know, you know, I, I give them credit for this or all the things I, I beat them up. I think they've done way more with this than I could have ever expected. And a lot oh, of that, it's, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that is credit to how good Eddie Kingston is. Like Eddie Kingston's really good. And this is why, again, it's so effing bizarre the way they handled Eddie Kingston, where they shot him to the moon before they established him when they could have established him to then shoot him to the moon, right? Like, Eddie Kingston would be so much more credible now as someone pursuing a championship than he was when they had him pursue a championship. It's just it's some of the bizarro stuff they do. Right now, Eddie Kingston's great, but no, CM Punk should not yet be losing to Eddie Kingston unless, for in, unless there's some bizarro world. Beating CM Punk right now should be for the person that's about to be the champion. And, like, could that be the case? M- maybe? I'm not sure that I see that, so I I end up lining back up with Brandon. Shouldn't will at CM Punk at this point. If, if you told me that like the pieces weren't the way, I could absolutely buy into like a late 2022 Eddie Kingston title run, but just with the pieces, it's hard to yeah, see it's very it right difficult. now. Very difficult. All right, uh, all right. Let's uh, let's knock these out. Uh, Brian Danielson and Miro in the uh, Eliminator Tournament Final. Brandon. You know, I two mean, weeks ago. Uh, you know, I, what, you I, know what? Let's do this because I feel like we can't. It's hard to separate the yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, it's, right? It's, yeah. So yeah. let's put it both on the table. Let's put everything on the table here because I feel like you're kind. You might, in some way, be giving away what you think of the championship match with your picks. So put everything on the table here. Championship match as well. Two weeks ago, I would have been convinced that Brian Danielson was winning this match, but especially with it being that we know that Miro is subbing in for Moxley, right? And, like, that's sort of where I'm going. Like, Miro wasn't supposed to be here. So, while last week I think you both made extremely compelling cases for Miro, I still go back to, well, we saw in whatever, the napkin that was shared from a month ago what all these matches were going to be, and it was going to be Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, and there's no way John Moxley was winning that match. So, Mm, I 0% chance. I say Danielson's winning the match. And I think I think Kenny's keeping the title. 
And I, I don't think Hangman Page is winning it yet. And I think that's a huge mistake. I think Hangman Page should win. I think Miro should win. But I think that they are too obsessed with Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson and that that is what we're getting. So, I mean, I, I, I'll go the exact opposite, and maybe I'm allowing my heart to get in the way of my head, but I don't know that I am either. I I think this sets up well for a— We all sh- agree with the should, right? We all agree with—I think we all agree with the should. We'll okay. S- we'll see. Yeah. I would go a step beyond that, though. I, I, I think it actually helps Kenny Omega to let Hangman Page have a short title run here. And— that by doing that, you know, I don't love the idea of having Miro win this thing, just turn around and lose to to hang uh, to Hangman, only to have Hangman turn around and lose to Omega again. Like I, you're, you're killing a lot of birds unnecessarily, but like that's sort of what an eliminated tournament is. It's just trying to create something that feels like it's real. It's like a lot of things they do. They've yet to really use this to prove that it's actually real. Except Kenny. Except winning. except Kenny winning, and I guess. We would now lump in um, uh, Hangman if Hangman's going to win. I, I think the best thing for AEW right now is to prove that they can see a story through, and and it would go a long way for a lot of people that have fair criticisms of AEW for them to prove that they can see the story through, and if they just spin off of this have Omega win and toss Paige to the side and move on with the big stars, that's really damning. I mean, it's really damning, and it still will take a while for people to notice it, but it took a long a long time for people to notice the Cody problem. They eventually noticed it too. Like, eventually, everyone's going to notice the things. They will. They will eventually notice all of these things. Prevent that from happening. Hangman wins. Miro wins as well. Yeah, and I, I, like I said last week or two weeks ago or whatever, um, I, I disagree with the idea that Danielson was definitely beating Moxley. As, as I mentioned then, I, I saw Moxley turning heel. At the time, I thought along with Eddie Kingston, you're going to create a new heel. And, and while it probably wouldn't have been clean, I actually saw Moxley beating Danielson in this uh, in this tournament. Um, Bully Ray on Busted Open said something. Basically, he made the argument that Page shouldn't win, and his whole argument was simply that you have Kenny win one more time here just to build that full nuclear heat. I fully disagree with that. I think yeah. we're at that point. I mean, maybe if you had um, done that, maybe if you got in the summer match, you could have made that argument, right? Yeah, like, like, like I, I fully disagree with that. I think we have it here. If you want to make an argument that having him win one more time will just build even more heat, I will hear it, even though I will disagree with you, and that would be the only, only way that a loss for hangman page here would be forgivable is if you are by the next pay-per-view or by the next big show or whatever, putting the belt on page. And it's very, very clear coming out of it that page is getting the belt. You are not spinning it off. It is absolutely going this way. Um, if you did that, it would be, I would think it would be wrong, but it wouldn't be unforgivably wrong. Um, I still, again, but again, I think it's wrong. It absolutely should be hangman page. It absolutely should be Miro because Miro isn't absolutely perfect again, other than what you said, Glenn about, I don't love Miro losing again, but he'll just cut a couple more amazing right. promos and, and it'll all be got that line this week. The, you, you have to say goodbye to your wife so I can say hello to mine Yep, was that's an all timer. That's such a good line. Um, 
so like it, you know it's something and, where and I by feel the way like, if if at the next pay-per-view Miro is working a match with CM Punk we ain't gonna care <laughs> we're gonna say right yeah, yeah this like is you, all you, right. can, you can recover fairly quickly yep. whatever it is there especially because again it'll be coming off of him beating Brian Danielson like that that'll go a long way to forgiving a couple losses here or there uh but, to have that in your belt um so yeah I'm gonna say should and will Paige and Miro all right that's that. Those are Wait, picks. Yes. I, I do want to, Glenn, what's your perspective on the Moxley was going to be in this match part of this? I don't know. I, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I think that Aaron makes a very compelling argument that you have him win. And I also think that we still haven't figured out exactly. And, and it maybe goes to my problem with your, your equivalency between Danielson and CM Punk. I don't know yet that we have clarity about what Brian Danielson is in AEW. And I think we still need to get that. Like, is he really an every week performer? Is he so far, right? So far, correct. We have so no far. reason to believe otherwise, I don't think. Uh, I thought when he signed, there was the thought that, like, he might. We definitely talked about the idea that he'd be someone that would be there for stretches and then maybe would, would disappear for a little while. And that. You know, if, if if he's decided that maybe for the first year, like it's super important for him to be there every week, I don't know. I don't know. But someone that we thought was on the tail end of their career to suddenly be an every week, every show performer is an interesting thought process, right? Like it's just interesting. That's all. I still need to get a feel for that. And if that's what he is, that's what he is. But I could see the argument that it would would have been in, in part because you have CM Punk, it's not the end of the world that Brian Danielson would have lost the match. I kind of line up with Aaron a little bit on this. Um, that that they... I, it just felt like the established those, those, guy versus the people person who needs to establish themselves in the AEW, to me it just felt like I never... Now, of course it's possible they would have done it. I would have been absolutely shocked to watch that and Moxley to go over. Just those promos leading up to it, like the, was it the Rampage thing right before? Like, they were very clearly leaning on Moxley turning. And while you could. About that. I mean, he's a book coming out and everything. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think he's just him. I think he's just a badass. I, I don't think. It, it, it's possible. It's possible. And and for all I know, the loss is what would have triggered him if he had been. And like, how would they have turned Eddie Kingston so bizarrely? away from that if like if you were saying earlier you think eddie kingston's gonna be a big face well they they didn't make that decision on a dime you know like that they might have i don't doesn't feel like what they do no but if if the idea was he needs you know mox to turn with them and they don't have mox anymore then plans change but you've got a guy coming out with a book you've got a guy who just wrote this huge i mean did he tell him 10 minutes before that article came out to write like it felt it feels like You've got two guys that are not doing things that necessarily you would have a nuclear heel do in, in regular life. You know what I mean? Like, for the same reason that we say Cody should turn heel, and but he has a TV show. Like, there's, like, this, those elements of this that they pretend, like, that some people want to pretend don't matter kind of do, right? Like, I, I don't know. Do you turn John Moxley nuclear heel when he has a book coming out? Probably not. I don't like. I don't know as far as book versus TV versus like what matters as far as I feel like heels have come out with books before, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. And also, didn't it come out like it? Uh, like like it came out last week, I think. Yeah, or last week or something. Last it week. just came out. He's doing all that. Well, it 
I'm just going to say he's doing all this press. He's not, but there's some pre-recorded press that has been coming out for okay. it. I don't know. I don't know. I, d- I don't know how much that matters either. And I, I and I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer to any of it. I also, again, because we don't know if the championship opportunity really matters all that much. And that, right. that, that goes back to the there problem is with that. all of that. There is that. It could yes. very well be that they had no problem with it being two faces or two heels in one championship match because all it was going to be it was a random championship on a Wednesday and then they were going to blow it off, right? So I, over overthinking it to me isn't that big of a deal. Like It's possible that they were always intending it for it to be Danielson, and it might still be Danielson even if it's Paige that wins because they're like, what the hell? It's just going to be a... A championship match on a Wednesday on on Dynamite, and, and it's a, it'll be a good thing for Paige. Paige will get yeah, that look, super right. incredible win, right? Something right, along those look, lines. Right, it'll look like a million dollars to have a, a respect win. It's totally right. it's totally plausible. Any of these things are plausible. All right, let's get some plugs in. Uh, Aaron, we will start with you. Uh, check out Vison Vison Check out the Nightcap seven to ten, ten to one, and if you are in the DC or Baltimore area, check out all the or check out the follow the money on weekday mornings. And the Lombardi line on weekends on Masson. All right. Uh, Brandon. Dude, this has been one of the most insane weeks ever. Um, so this week we've announced Lucy Dacus on March 5th. The story so far in a big package of bands on April 20th. Um, Emil and the Sniffers, who's a great, you need to check out that band, Glenn. They're like old school uh, what punk rock what from Australia. It? What is it? Uh, Say say the name again. A M Y L, Emil and the uh, Sniffers. All right, I think that's how you say it. I'll take a look. We have a WPOC acoustic show with Chris Lane and others. Um, all those are on. Well, you know, if you if you're listening to this after Friday at 10 a.m., all those shows are on sale now. We are announcing nine shows next week, so we'll have nine more shows for you. Go to RamsHeadLive.com, at RamsHeadLive on Instagram to get all the updates. At Ramshead Live on Twitter, and I, of course, am always at at Brandon Linton. All right, very good. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com. Again, next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Maryland basketball, men's basketball on Friday, football on Saturday, and women's basketball on Sunday. Please come out, even if you're not going to the games. Stop by with your non-perishable food items. If one of you is like, "Hey, man, I'm just not a basketball fan. I'm not. A, I'm not a Maryland fan. That's weird," but like. You know, if you're in this area, come anyway. Just come anyway. We have other plans that day. Stop by. Stop by. We're there early collecting cans, non-perishable food items for the Francis Sports Academy uh, annual food drive next Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Maryland men's basketball, football, and women's basketball games. Please come out and uh, help our boy Top Dollar and help uh, everybody who needs it at Sarah's house over in Fort Meade. Uh, that is a big ask that we have for you every year for next weekend down in College Park. Uh, for, uh, I guess, uh, uh, at AJ Francis 410 on social media, we should point out as well. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. Vent. Vent, vent. Vent, 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 vent. 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 AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank, a.k.a. Who Hotter Than Top Dollar. Not. Nada. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Mm, jobbing out.